0: Trending news right now.
1: What's happened in social media in the past 24 hours? Busisiweha TV, social commentator, digital writer, is joining us to tell us. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thank you. How was the weekend? Look, uh, it
0: was fine. It was another family birthday, so it was
1: busy. It was yes, I remember you did share that you, you're also celebrating <laughs> <laughs> birthdays in this uh, December, and how was it? Uh, who was cooking? What was on the menu? We in law. I cooking. It was a braai. Oh, nice. Yes, that's nice. It's nice to keep it. So, well, it's not really simple, I guess. Also, when you have a braai because you must make the salads and stuff. Yes, but then at least you can get away with using paper plates when it's a bry. <laughs> <Yes,
0: laughs> that's, that's what I true. always go that's for. True. Yeah.
1: Eh? Make Mm. So uh, Miss Universe happened on Sunday we were looking uh, towards this uh, and there was a whole lot of controversy before but mm. Lalela Mswane was placed second runner up at the pageant yes, in
0: Israel uh we have been speaking about this one for for a while um you know there was a lot of um widespread criticism against Ula um there were lots of you know groups um asking her um, and not to go to Israel to attend um, Miss Universe. Um, You know, there was also a protest, yeah. uh, which was supported by, you know, ANC, EFF, uh, um also, you know, the Royal House of Mandela Ekinbezo. So, you know, there was a lot of people standing up saying, you know, she should not participate. But until, I mean, still, she didn't say anything. But it was the organizers who kept speaking, on Her behalf, um, but she didn't say anything. But we are so happy for her. Social media is excited that you know she came second place. Mm.
1: So, so, uh, okay, well, well, we know even government withdrew their support, uh, they pulled yes. the endorsement of her, and the Miss SA organization wasn't happy with that. And, and that's in part of the controversies and all of that. But now that she's uh, been top three. Um, do you think that those who were against her going should be apologizing to her? Like some calls are say, saying, Citizens for Integrity, they're saying that the Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, Nathan Teto, must apologize to her.
0: Um, I, th- I think so, Asa, because, you know, with this cause that they were, you know, fighting for or standing up against, there's no clear directive from the country itself. You know, they were saying, no, she shouldn't go because, you know, um, they were saying Israel has, you know, um, done a lot of injustices to the Palestinians. But it's the same also government, uh, parts of government that are still doing business with Israel, still having relationships or relations with Israel. So it wasn't clear cut. And I remember you Mm. saying um, what about other countries? Because everyone is just ganging up on Ula Lena. What about other countries and their contestants? Are they not going to go? Um, and we found that um, so I think around three countries didn't send the delegates, but they, 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 they insist that it wasn't because of anything but... Um, travel restrictions, and also the COVID-19. Mm. So, you know, they, they, they stay clear from saying no, it's because Israel is like this and that. So um, it, it was unfortunate that, you know, there was so much criticism against her, including government withdrawing support. And I think, you know, if they can honor her and, you know, apologize, that would be great. Yeah,
1: because she's, she did well there. I mean, out of 75 yeah. women to, to become top three, and as yeah. we're saying, there were so many other women participating in the pageant, 75 people could have also had the controversies around them, but they didn't. Um, She, in her answer questions uh, stage when she was speaking there, she was talking about young women and yeah. how the young women must choose courage over comfort. Uh, when it comes to the opportunities they get, which is quite an important message, because you know, since we are told as women that we kind of need to be quiet in, in some s- instances or shrink ourselves, and she's saying, let's not do that.
0: And I really do um, love her response, as uh, so, you know, saying choose courage over comfort. And I think, in a way, she was yeah. actually finally answering, you know, how you know, people saying no, she has to say something about this. Um, issue of going to Israel. And for me it was like she finally, you know, saying something about it that as a young woman you need to choose courage over comfort. It was not comfortable for her other yeah. um, you know, the seeing all <clears> the <throat> criticism, hearing it, but still forging forward and, you know, being courageous. And I think it is a good message also for young women. There are a lot of women who are in situations that, you know, they should not be, but because of comfort, um they, they stay there, even if it's detriment to themselves, their mental health, their, their health, their, their, their well-being. And, um, you know, coming from the families that we come from, we were told to, you know, keep quiet, just endure and, you know, stay, stay where you are. You are seeing a lot of more young women who are being courageous and saying no, um, choosing, you know, their life choosing their life plans and deciding I
1: want this I don't want that. I love how she talks, you know, about issues that are of social importance and quite relevant in the now in ter- instead of, you know, those rehearsed pageant answers that we get yes. because she also spoke about cancel culture, which is I think yes. a, a conversation that is not that popular, uh, you know, advocating for cancel culture that should somebody go on social media and be irresponsible, that that they should be held accountable for their actions. And also on the other side, that there also needs to be a redemption culture where, yes, somebody has made a mistake on a social media platform, but if they're showing that they have matured after some time, then they should be forgiven. That is very
0: mature. And it's very important, especially in this day and age of social media and just media in general, where people are cancelled publicly, but, you know, when it comes to redemption, you don't see it publicly. Mm. Um, so I think that's very important. She was cancelled by a lot of people. You know, some of the tweets when they were congratulating her, some were saying, ha, you guys are the same people who are criticizing her. Uh, you, someone said it's so typical of South Africans. One day they bring Miss SA. As soon as she's internationally recognized, they are singing her praises. And she was bullied, mm. um, you know, in a way. And um, it was on social media, it was by different lobby groups, political groups, you know. So, yeah, the cancel culture is something that we really need to get, uh, do away with, us because I've seen in many instances they don't even give someone a chance to explain um, where they stand. They are so quick to cancel people and write them off.
1: Mm. Well, uh, Miss India Hanaz Sandu winning that title, so we congratulate her. Uh, but yes. we are feeling like our winner is Lalela, of course.
0: <laughs> we we are we are so happy. If I could whistle, English, I sleep, you know. Yes. Lalela. <laughs> but now we're looking at um, uh, Shudo Fazo Musida because she's at the Miss World in Puerto Rico, so it's going to be this week, I think. The oh, 16th I not know December. about that one. So, yes. So okay. we wait for that
1: one now. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes then. Uh, let's talk. Hashtag uh, Didi Mabuza, our deputy <laughs> president, who's now been delegated with presidential duties because uh, of, as we all know, President Ramaphosa is isolating after contracting COVID nineteen. Yes,
0: um, Mabuza is 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 now you know acting president. Um, he's expected to chair the the national. Um, coronavirus command council meeting this week they're going to be meeting you know over the rising numbers Uh, we're seeing a lot of rising numbers with the COVID 19 cases and um people are thinking that, you know, tighter lockdown restrictions will top the meeting for the festive. And it was so funny what people were saying on social media. So, you know, they were saying, mm-hmm. you, Didi, you've got these powers now, just, you know, cancel, you. or how about you reshuffle the cabinet, and then mm-hmm. uh, President Ramaphosa will deal with the consequences when he comes back. So it was very interesting how people, you know, uh, were just making um, light, um, light of the situation um, of having the D- D- Mabusa as acting president.
1: Yeah, and I think it was more on on the the, the deputy president taking over more than the president being ill. Because we do wish him well.
0: We do wish him well, but he has received some flag, uh As I remember, there was a clip that circulated with him dancing one of his West Africa trips in Ghana, where he, you know, people are like, ah, you know. Um, This is also leading to a lot of issues that people have been taking with leaders or state leaders, saying, you know, they say we must do this, but they don't necessarily follow all the protocols. And then some also saying, ah, but I thought he was vaccinated. So, you know, there's also some not, not clear understanding on what the vaccination does. The president is fully vaccinated. It mm. doesn't mean you will not get the, the virus. It just means you will not get severe, um, you will not suffer severely from the illness. And, mm. um, you know, as they stated, he's having mild symptoms, he's okay, and, you know, he's recovering. So, you know, that you see a lot of people not understanding exactly how the vaccine works. Yeah. And he did say also that, you know, this should prove that people need to go out there in numbers and get
1: vaccinated. Well, the so, National Coronavirus Command Council are meeting and uh, we are expected mm-hmm. to hear from them. And this will be yes. uh, our deputy president's first address to the nation. <laughs> what do you think should be his opening line? Should he also say, fellow South Africans? <laughs> Some people think we shouldn't even say, fellow
0: South Africans, we should say, uh, South Africans. <laughs> 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 I greet you all. I think you but, should say, hello, uh, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like that one. Hello, <laughs> fam. But, you know, I thought he was supposed to show up um, yesterday at um, a vaccination drive with the Minister of Arts and Culture and the Deputy Minister of Health. He was a no-show. And, you know, he was. Go- it was going to be his first um, as a, as acting president of this vaccination drive in, in, in Athlon Stadium mm. in Cape Town. Um, you know, we are so busy with the vaccination drive, trying to get more people to vaccinate before the mandates roll in. Yeah. So he was a no show, sure and you know, um, nothing has been said about that as yet.
1: Yeah, well, uh, let's let's vaccinate. Let's encourage uh, everyone to do that, as as you know, Omicron is not a joke. Uh, Thirteen thousand yes. nine hundred and ninety-two new cases that we were reading in our uh, stats this morning earlier. Yes. So l- let's talk hashtag DSTV Compact Cup now, uh, the Premier Soccer League. They're launching a new competition.
0: Yes, they are. It's going to be for next year, 22 Jan to 29 Jan. Um, so the chairperson uh, for PSL in, course, I had a press briefing yesterday afternoon. Uh-huh. And then he said, you know, it's going to be a team of 16, so it's 16 teams uh-huh. made up of, it's inland, one, inland, two, coastal, one, coastal, two. So it will be made up of the PSL um, teams. They'll be mixed up. The fans can decide, you know, uh, who's going to be um, in the team and who's going to, who are going to be the coaches. Okay. But people are not so excited on social media as well.
1: But it's kind of been done before. Yes. So maybe that's why people are not excited. Is that why?
0: I think so because you know they're saying um, so they think they don't they don't see the need for this for this tournament it doesn't make sense and most players will also be at the FCON it's going to be playing at the same time as the FCON Jeez. and they're saying you know DSTV is just trying to make more money obviously you know um as a as a, as a sponsor and they're saying it's not going to improve the quality and competitiveness of South African football. And more people actually wanted to hear the chairman speak about Kaiser Chiefs and where they stand with the five games that they asked to be cancelled because of the COVID-19 cases. Mm. Yeah, so they were expecting other news from the chairman, but he came with this uh, new tournament.
1: Okay, so maybe also, I guess, I don't know, maybe they thinking behind this was let's just try and, and shift the focus to a more positive, excitement one uh, and yeah. using sports. I mean, it is some, sports is something that's quite a big part of our lives when it comes to celebratory moods and all of that, well, mm. if it goes well. But because we know when we lose, we don't, hey, it's not nice when we lose. But uh, maybe it's that's not. what they were trying to go for then, to say, let's shift things a bit. It's been a rough year. Let's look. Let's have something to make the peeps... Get excited about
0: yes, and they also want to make um, you know young players get more opportunities. And this thing of you know having the the different team team teams having becoming you know part of team one, team two mixing, mm. and it's not just clear cut. Example: Kaiser Chiefs against. Down. But, you know, in a team, you'll find that, you know, there's, kind of, there's a Kazakh kind of Chief player, Swallows, Orlando Pirates, here's Galaxy. And, you know, also there's a one million rand prize money. It's just trying to, you know, bring that excitement, um, you know, for soccer fans, soccer supporters, and also for the players. Mm. Um, you know, because, uh, who, who course, I did say, you know, it's not a lot of money that uh, people get. Uh, from soccer so it's also good to have these different kinds
1: of incentives for the players yeah okay so then people can uh, are supposed to go on Facebook and Twitter then to vote uh, the voting has already started yes so the fans of uh, football can go and, and do that and we'll see how that goes uh, do you think I, hope, maybe also, I hope it's huh? fun mm, do you think maybe some of the players who are not chosen by by people those who are not voted into the teams might feel some type of way
0: um, I think so, but they should understand it's the nature of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. nothing it's personal. About, it's nothing personal, nothing <laughs> personal. And, you know, it's time to sh- for the fans. You know, fans always, you know, have comments and say they know this, they know that. It's time for them to, you know, put the money with uh, their mouth are. so we'll see.
1: Yeah. Okay, hashtag Julian Assange, now the WikiLeaks founder. He's moved a step closer to facing criminal charges in the U.S. We know he's been in the U.K., um, and they've been wanting to extradite him to the U.S. Tell us more on
0: this. And um, so, yes, they want to extradite him um, to the U.S. Um, but um, his fiance did tweet, you know, um, late on Saturday that, you know, during the course of all of this court case, he did suffer a mini-stroke. Um, during his battle to avoid extradition from Britain to the United States. Mm. And a lot of criticism has been leveled against this case because he's Australian and they're saying it doesn't make sense for him to go to the U.S. to be tried in the U.S. But um, Because I would seem U-
1: that, that that is where the enemies are.
0: Yes. Yes, on the other hand that's the, that's why, and um the u, the u s they want to put him on trial for for you know all the WikiLeaks 2010 publica- publications that he released. but um the fiance and the mother of his two young children were saying that you know he's suffered a lot, and even his lawyers are saying he's suffered tremendously m- mentally because he's not been living. Like, you know, he's not been having his best life. No. um, You know, living in custody and then going through all those court battles.
1: And for two years, I mean, that will take a a toll on someone.
0: It will. I I mean, even his lawyers are saying they'll take the case to the Supreme Court. And there are some journalists who are saying, you know, this case is unfortunate for press freedom. Um, Mm. Yes, because they're saying, you know, if, if he does get tried and he does go to the U.S., then it's saying that um, um, it will set a legal precedent that will end national security reporting, uh, which then will allow government to use, um, they say, the Espionage Act to charge yes. any reporter who possesses classified documents. And I guess that's why you know governments don't want certain uh, documents to be released to the public. And, you know, yeah, you have people like Assange and a lot of others who are doing that.
1: And, yeah, now they are paying for it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, either way, his life will never be the same again. I I don't know what the best solution would be because, I mean, even where he is in London, he's been in in prison there, in in the Belmarsh prison, for over two years, two and a half years. So does he continue there? Then, you know, does he then get extradited even maybe to Australia uh, where he was born? Or is it Canada where he's born? But like, what is the best solution, do you think?
0: I, I don't. I don't. I, the thing is, they really do not want the US because you know they're saying that he will not do very well in the US. They're asking that he stays in the UK rather, but they don't want him in the US. Saying. They know how the U.S. prisons are, and he will suffer even more. Because even the fiancé was saying, you know, as he suffered the mini-stroke, she fears that he's going to suffer a major stroke with all of this um, court appeals and him being extradited to the U.S. Mm. So it's more of them fearing for his health, which they say is deteriorating in any case. Because, as I say, you know, with the charges that he faces, the maximum sentence is 175 years in prison. Wow. So that's, that's looking very, very, very bad.
1: And who wonders? I mean, one can only wonder that if whatever happened to him, if that would even be the truth, if he goes back to the U.S., you know, if he's enemy of the state, number one, they could lie about what happened to him. Yes. And we would yes. never know the truth. So it's really exactly. one of those, yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know how this can be resolved. I just feel for his family. And as you say, you know, press freedom.
0: Yes, yes, Asa. Because, you know, um, some, we, we do have a lot of journalists who expose, you know, whatever that, you know, um, either private companies or governments are, are hiding or sweeping under the rug. And it seems that it's more harmful for them to do that than any good um, because it's just a way to... Some see it as a way of them, you know, being silenced for all those exposés.
1: Let's talk Hashtag Libya. They are set to have their elections on the 24th of December.
0: Yes. Um, So they say it's a a two-round election. So the first round will be 24th December and the second round will be the 24th of January. And it's been a long time coming, I, you know, the elections were planned early in 2019, but were delayed. And, you know, before then, they were supposed to be held in 2018. But um, the country definitely needs these elections. You know, they've gone through a lot, you know, a decade of violence. Um, It's going to assist people to be able to go to the polls. And fought for the people that they want, except they haven't necessarily released the nomination list, but um Mama Gaddafi's son, I think is one of the candidates, and also Khalifa Hafta he's one of their candidates mm. um and the funny thing is with not funny but interesting that Khalifa Hafta held a senior position at the time when um the forces overthrew Gaddafi, so yeah. He's one of the one of the candidates for
1: yeah. these elections, and uh, also the interim head of government, uh, uh, the premier Abdullah Abdullah bed Bedbar, also saying that he's going to run for presidency. So maybe the list will be mostly that uh, those members in that interim government. Then
0: yes, Asa. But you know, more than anything, what we're looking forward to is that um, we would like to see elections that will be. Free and fair, and that will actually move the country towards a positive light, and you know where we don't see much of this violence that we are seeing with the different countries also in the in, in the continent. You know, yeah. um, hopefully it will be free and fair elections. Hopefully the people will actually get to exercise their votes and vote the person that they want to see in government.
1: Yeah, because it's been, I mean, over a decade of, of violence. That's a lot. Yeah. It needs to now transition to the next level of what needs to happen, as you say. Um, the electoral law, though, that was signed in September there by a speaker of the Eastern-based parliament, Aguila Saleh, this also has not made a lot of people happy. Some were saying that this law was signed so that uh, he can push through legislation that's going to run with his ally. As you say, Khalifa Hafta, who's part of the the list,
0: you see and, the, and that, that that's another problem as already there are there are they Issues are, really are bubbling complaints. under. Mm. Uh, yes. Already there are complaints just before these elections and um it also then puts it, it casts doubts on whether it will be free and fair. Um because you know, there are so many possibilities that of course um strings will be will be there there are strings attached to passing these reforms in order for a certain candidate that will favor a certain candidate, example, like Khalifa. I know there were some issues with uh, Mahmoud Gaddafi's son also contending, but um, mm. you see things like that where there are delayed tactics also. and can, Because previously, with the previous elections that were supposed to take place, the reason that they were canceled was because Khalifa himself was, was busy with his Western Libya campaign, mm. um, you know. So it, 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 it makes you wonder if, you know, the, the, the law is favoring certain people and, you know, if the dates are, p- are put in place for, you know, to favor certain people and not to favor other people.
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, that's uh, the last topic. But let's listen to the some voice notes. We've got two on our trending topics. Uh, one wants to speak on the Miss Universe and another one, our Deputy um, President. Let's listen.
2: Morning, Asanda. I'm just praying to God to change men into women just for one day so that men can understand what women go through on a daily basis. Caring babies in their tummies, which are kicking and turning. Still they cook, they do our washing, they take care of us. I wish good God could do that. Just one day, we wake up, all men are women, pregnant, working hard labor and be abused. way we abuse women i wish that could happen please god i pray please god change men to women just for one day luisio from brixton good morning good morning uh, Asanda, and good morning today sfm listeners yeah you're making me laugh Uh, you guys are fun there You know, myself also. I'm waiting to hear how uh, the, uh, the the president will greet the South African people. <laughs> but I don't think he will say, "Fellow South Africans," he will come up with his only way to greet the people. <laughs> yeah, but I think now it is it is time for him not to land the plane. It is time it is time for him to land the plane now. We just have to remain seated because we are going down. Let's hope we will, we are landing uh, uh, safely. It's Mangope in Pretoria.
1: Thank you, Mangope. So we're landing the plane, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. the memes just keep doing the rounds on social media. People are having fun with this as well. I think I saw one where they're saying he must just come in, you know, and just whistle.
0: one <laughs> said, another one said, Please reduce the curfew, lovey. I'm like, how are you addressing how
1: you, how an acting president as lovey? Like, I know. Yeah, hey, no, we have to laugh and uh, just find humor in all these different things. Thanks uh, again yes. for joining us, Khatebe. Happy Tuesday. Thank you,
0: Asa. Happy Tuesday.
1: Thank you for having me. Great stuff. we Khatebe, social commentator discussing what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Here's Robin Thick and Faith Evans. Got to be down.